0: Hello everyone, it's your favorite homeboy Zach, iconic Thomas Welcome into So Far, So Hood The place for those who are misunderstood Baby, this is your home Kick your feet up, let's talk about some things And let's spill some tea You listening to this right now, you you the one. you the one. If you're listening to this episode, episode 11 of So Far So Hood, you are the one. Just to let you know, this has been an amazing past couple of episodes. So if you're still listening, thank you so motherfucking much, okay? Like, I am really am grateful for it. You are the one. You're the one. And we are here. And this is going to be like our Halloween-type spooky special. And therefore... I'm going to be discussing my Halloween faves My favorite movies And it's not Halloween without the movies Okay, It's just not Halloween without the movies And then the weekly run up is Popping okay The weekly run up is popping it's, We're going to talk about Adele We're going to talk about Summer Walker And we're going to talk about Jesse From Little Mix And Nicki Minaj So yeah it's, it's deadly out here And then we're going to go into like a dark, disturbing history of pop culture and entertainment by discussing blackface and how it pertains to the entertainment industry and a lot of things that you wouldn't think about that are just it has it has ooh ooh make my back crawl we're gonna talk about it I'm not gonna say too much right now it's making my back crawl but yeah then after that we're gonna we're gonna do Zach Excellence so woo. I could barely get my words out after even talking about that. So, even discussing the topic, the outline of the topic, and doing all this research still has my brain and scramble. So, yeah, this is gonna be like your Halloween special because this dark stuff right here, uh uh-uh, uh, making my back crawl. But uh, uh, uh. Well, I'm your host, Zach Iconic Thomas. You can follow me at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas on Instagram. And you can follow the show Instagram at show And be sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts to help us with the Al Gore rhythm. And yeah, it's time for the weekly run-up. We're going to discuss these horror films within that. So yeah, let's go. It's going to be spooky. So grab, grab a little bucket for candy. We might go trick-or-treating. We just might go trick-or-treating early because you never know. Let's go knock on some doors and get some candy. So yeah, put your shoes on. Let's go and let's do some spooky things So every Halloween it is a tradition for me to sit down and just watch some iconic movies I think that's what every single person who likes happiness should do if you want to be happy in life please make time to sit down and watch halloween movies and of course you don't have to watch them on halloween day like you can literally make yourself a schedule in october of when you're going to sit down and watch a particular movie because if you just don't really submerge yourself in the the season of halloween you're really missing out okay so i have some movies that i always watch and when i tell you i've been watching these movies for years in the taste level The taste level is through the roof. So the first movie we're going to discuss is Monster House. Now, if you have not seen Monster House, you... Ooh. I will roll up through these earbuds. Ooh, I will roll up through your your speaker system, whatever you're listening to. I will roll up. Because Monster House, it is a iconic film. I've had it on DVD, like, probably five times and scratched it up because that's how iconic it is. The... The animation of that movie will always be unique and it will always be ahead of its time. Check out Monster House. It's scary. Like animated horror movies. Oh, it's so good. I want to watch it now. Oh, I'm about to watch it now. Oh, I will pause this mic and watch it right now because that is my stuff. So yeah, Monster House. That is a must have for Halloween. And then we have Twitches 1 and 2. Now Twitches, I've been watching that since I was a child, and you just you just can't miss out on Twitches, Twin Wishes Like, mm, 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 don't miss do miss out. Sit down and watch Twitches one and two because I will be doing that this Halloween. I will make time for it. And then we have the iconic "It's the Great Pumpkin" by Charlie Brown. It's just it's a cute Halloween tradition that everyone used to partake in, but people don't really watch it anymore. I don't hear that. Not much buzz about it, but it was always a thing. People would be like, "Oh, you're gonna watch the, Char- the Charlie Brown Halloween special," and da 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 da. But I still like to make time to watch me some Charlie Brown. Want 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 Charlie Brown. And then, now, this is not a, a movie, but That's a Raven season two, episode two, the Halloween special, must watch. I'm gonna bootleg it because I, I don't know how to watch That's a Raven. Oh, Disney Plus, Disney Plus. But yeah. I'm going to watch that because that is also something that is forever iconic, especially in black pop culture, like that episode. Come on now. Come on now. Also, Medea Boo, one into two. Just have a laugh. Sit down and have a laugh and enjoy Halloween. Halloween doesn't have to be serious all the time. It's supposed to be fun and goofy. And the Medea Boo movies do exactly that. Both of them are so good. So, so good. And then we have, this is more than just a Halloween movie to me. This is my movie of movies. My favorite movie of all time, Coraline. Ooh. I still have the 3D glasses. I have a backup CD. And I think I have a backup backup CD. I mean, not a CD, DVD, Lord, of Coraline. Because when I tell you my favorite movie of all time, my favorite movie of all motherfucking time. The animation, the cinematography, the storyline—it's just—it's so good. It gives you that element of dark fantasy while twisting it, twisting it with a great ass storyline and good character development, all while being an animation. Tell me who else can do it? Tell me who else can do it like Coraline? And it's more than just a Halloween movie, but of course you you need to sit down and watch Coraline for Halloween. Like, duh. Like, and yeah. Those are all that I really can think of right now that I always like watching. But yeah, have a fun Halloween and watch some watch some spooky things. Watch some spooky things. Now let's get into this weekly run up because these these girls are crazy. These women are crazy. So Adele has lost her mind. Adele has lost her mind, and the fact that though that that word is coming out of my mouth right now, I still can't comprehend it. That we are finally getting Adele music. Like, whoa. Whoa, 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 you know it's about to get crazy So Adele It was rumored For a while that she would be coming back and making An announcement, you know, it was rumored And it's, you know those things that are like too good To be true, and you're like, no, nah, that's not Gonna happen, that's what I really thought But the fact that she's actually here, it's like, wow This is, this is not a joke So she started out By being very meticulous And Adele, her team They're amazing They really are amazing because the era started out by just 30. The number 30 just being plastered across the world on different billboards and projected onto different buildings and stuff worldwide. Like, it was insane. Just the number 30. And based off that alone, people knew it was Adele and that Adele was coming with her new album. And just think how iconic that is. You put up a 30 and people know it's you. Just just the number 30. And people were like, oh, it's Adele. Oh, Adele is coming with a new album. And then Homegrown. Ooh. She changed that profile picture. And when she changed that profile picture, oh, You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. And then next thing you know, she dropped the motherfucking teaser for her new single called Easy On Me. Which will be out October 15th. And everyone wins. Everyone wins because Adele has managed to do something very unique and something that I haven't really seen in the music industry as far as modern times. And that is unifying all these different fan bases into like one massive fan base because you can find everybody in the Adele fan base. You have Beyonce fans. You have Taylor Swift fans. You have The Weeknd fans. You have... Nicki Minaj fans, like everyone just, we all gather around, we unify around Adele. And so when she releases music, it's actually like a unifying process in a way. And it's so rare and it's so good for the industry. So Adele, please come with destruction. Please, please come with destruction. Don't let anyone breathe. I need this rollout and this album to be something spectacular. And I know it will be, but... Don't let anyone breathe because Adele is so humble. But girl, I need you to come out swinging because we have been waiting for this album since the dawn of ages and it's not it's not OK. It's actually very cruel. So, yeah, Adele was back and she also was on the cover of Vogue. So that it, she looked fucking beautiful, fucking beautiful. And then, you know, she got her a new man. So, hey, we here. We here. We here, sis. And also in music news, we have something. Oh, if you don't know, you' about to know today. Summer Walker, Summer Walker, Some, Summer Walk, Summer Walker. Let me let me say that Summer Walker because when I tell you I'm a Summer Walker, stan And I've been waiting for a new album forever. Because if you're not heard over it, please, please, please. I would get on my knees and beg, please do yourself a favor and just listen to Summer Walker sing because she is so good. Her music is so good. I love the way she sounds and she's releasing a new album called Still Over It. So I'm guessing this is a continuation of Over It. And yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Please, this music, this music, because I've been waiting for... 2021 to like really pop off with the releases and i think it's finally starting to pop off with the releases because still over it by summer walker will be out november 5th and she also said that songs will be released before then so yeah yeah I'm, i'm i'm getting into it i am getting into it now the moment i've been waiting for We finally got a music video out of Nicki Minaj in 2021. The last time Nicki Minaj appeared in a music video was in 2020. And I'm thinking that was the the song she did with Takashi, I think. But it's been a while. It's been a while. And we finally got a music video. And it was for Jessie. Her new single called Boys. And the song... The song is really, it's really, really cute. It's really, really cute. Because Jessie Nelson from Little Wings, she can sing. She can sing, and she is an amazing performer. So, just naturally, of course. It was it, the chorus. The chorus of the song, it's a sample of something. I guess I guess it's a sample of the Bad Boy song. But I need to have more time with the chorus. But everything else besides that, oh, yeah, it's a boopity-bop. It's a boopity-boopity-bop. Nicki Minaj's part (sighs) I will grab this mic and break it in half Nicki Minaj It's like Just hearing Nicki rap and hearing Nicki Flow every time Every beat Every instrumental That woman is on she blesses it Jesse Nelson Got the, the Nicki Minaj blessing Okay that's what it was On her song because Nikki just makes a song come all the way together every single time. Every single time, the way she listen to it. Please stream it. Please stream it. it even if you need to pause and then come back, g- listen to Nikki's part definitely. And then the music video, the the really exciting part. Nikki, <laughs> let me tell you something. About the, <laughs> I can't even get my words out. Let me tell you, <laughs> Nikki is a Sagittarius. So I already know. That she was ready for a music video, especially the way the media has been treating her and everything that she's been going through. Homegirl was ready for a music video, and she was ready to step out and look amazing. And that's exactly what she did. I will always love me some Nicki Minaj. And yeah, Stream Boys also went number one on iTunes in the United States. So congratulations to to Jesse Nelson, your first solo single with the Queen, if only. If only. Some people are still scratching and begging for a Nicki Minaj feature, so... Mm. But that's the end of the weekly run-up. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna go into... <laughs> we're gonna go into a very scary, spooky, and disturbing theme of blackface. And, yeah. Having to sit through that was all those videos and looking at the history of it. It's the true definition of spookiness and it's the true scary thing about life so yeah it's the perfect thing to discuss for a halloween like episode but before that we're gonna take a quick break so i can get some water and get my life together so we'll be right back So one very disturbing aspect about Halloween and pop culture, as you know, as they meet in the middle often, you know, there's a lot of pop culture references in Halloween, a lot of Halloween references in pop culture. One disturbing aspect of it is that of blackface. And it's a very hard thing for many people to talk about. And it's very difficult for me to talk about because it's very disturbing. It's very dist- it's distasteful. And the history of it is scary. It's very scary. And it's very dark. So there's a poll that was conducted by Pew Research Center that says a slight majority of Americans, that being 53%, think it's generally unacceptable for a white person to use makeup to darken their skin to appear to be a different race as a part of a Halloween costume, including 37% who say this is never acceptable. About one in three, that being 34%, say this is always or sometimes acceptable. And 34% is still way too much for people to think that acceptable for them to participate in blackface for their halloween costume and as of course time has progressed the the element of blackface has been further suppressed and wiped away from the the scene of society however as we recount this history of blackface you will see a pattern once again a very disturbing pattern of how blackface has never really gone and how it keeps resurfacing in different forms. And it's like a monster that will never really die. So we're gonna go all, all the way back to the decoration of blackface. And I'm gonna try to break it down in simple terms so that I can understand it as well as explain it. So yeah, let's let's talk about this dark stuff. And oh, my back, my back is crawling. So the history of black impersonation it goes all the way back to the medieval times actually because of the element of theater and how theater was performed so you know as the medieval times went into the the renaissance era which were like the, the first non-religious plays in England so as much as blackface is an American problem it's also a, a UK problem, which is something you'll notice within all this. And for instance, during the beginning of the Renaissance plays, there would be up to 75 characters of color that were meant to be portrayed on stage. However, these were roles played by white men. And the, the differentiation from the, the black face that most people think of in this, this era of black impersonation is a lot of people say that it was meant to just simply show the progression of time and how there were minorities, of course, and just showing representation as. In contrast to just making fun of black people in general, if that makes sense. So just simply having those black characters in the plays, but having them played by white people. So just thinking of the the elements of the Renaissance plays, you would. Just think about how they would get ready and what their dressing rooms would look like. Just the dark makeup they would probably have and the, the 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 tools they would use to prep themselves prep themselves to transform from a white person to a person of color. it was done in a different taste than what blackface has done in the United States, but still it's very disturbing still and there is a direct connection from the the black impersonation of the Renaissance era, and how it connects directly to Black faith in the United States. So you will begin to see the how the purely you would begin to see how simply uh, art form being in a different country can lead to an entirely different creation, which is what happened with something referred to as minstrel shows also called minstrelsy and it was an american form of racist entertainment which is that of blackface and the blackface that we all know and that we we briefly learn about in history class but we don't really go into the in-depth nature of where it came from and even what i just mentioned was simply grazing over the topic like there is a very in-depth and intricate explanation of how it of how multiple people played a role in the creation of blackface and what a minstrel show really was doing during the time and it was mostly popular doing during the 1830s and it was booming in the united states it was probably the most popular art form art form at that time Which is so scary, especially considering how black people were treated. Just having people that's always going to be in the the history of of the United States, that it was joyful for people to go out and watch. Black people be made fun of on stage and represented by white people through the The transformation of their skin from white to black—it's scary. It's very scary. It, it was meant to make fun and make make a joke of the features of black people, in the the stereotypical thoughts that people had of the African American community, and that's where you you get characters like Mammy, like. You know, when someone's like, oh, you need to go with your mammy. That's where the the mammy character came from was during the the time of menstrual shows and blackface and everything. So that's why you you will see all this this controversy over the Aunt Jemima Sura because it derives from racist elements. And there's a lot of things in pop culture today that still derive from racist elements. And the, the art of menstrual shows never really died out in the United States. It just continues to take different forms, which is what you would see in a lot of your cartoons, believe it or not. And something that's very dark and disturbing is it's alleged that Mickey Mouse came from the... He's based off the influences of blackface at that time because you all know the beginning of Disney films when you see Mickey and he's he's steering the ship and he's whistling that song. And it's like that old, old Mickey Mouse cartoon. You know, you see it before the movies. And that was the first appearance of Mickey Mouse, I believe. And that's actually that song is. It, the song is actually something from a racist background. the The name has something dealing with coon in it. <laughs> it has something dealing with coon in it. So, if you actually go and do research, you'll find that that song he's Whistling" is not just no regular steamboat song. And people say that Mickey Mouse was derived from blackface and minstrel shows because that's when they simultaneously became. A thing at the same time was when animation was first popping up, popping off. So it was popular to have cartoon characters somehow be just like the the actors in minstrel shows having, you know, depictions of goofiness and specific type of features and the element of blackface and how they would walk and impersonate black people. And that's why they say Mickey Mouse has white gloves. Because it's just based off the influences of the different elements of blackface and how they would wear white gloves and how Mickey would just act and walk. Eventually they would clean him up and make him, you know, more kid friendly. But Mickey Mouse was originally, originally not like The Mickey Mouse you see on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So there's a very dark history. It is very confusing, but yeah, Mickey Mouse became a thing the same time as minstrel shows. And seeing that cartoon, you can see the the comparisons between the art forms. And it's like, oh, it's very disturbing. And it actually opens up a conversation as to a lot of people when you give them the history of Mickey Mouse. A lot of people will get offended because they're like, "Oh, I don't know, Mickey Mouse is not anything influenced by blackface," because they don't want to sit down and realize that potentially a character that they're really tied to can be based off a very racist background. In multiple companies, they have so many racist cartoons that are directly influenced from minstrel shows, and some of them they will take the the approach of being like, we're going to pull this off of the face of the internet. And then some of them will keep it on and be like, well, this is the history of what our, our cartoons and movies was, were, and that's not what they are anymore. And believe it or not, they're, the history of blackface has only been gone for a very little time, as it comes to you know it being a show. Because the last blackface show I believe was the black and white minstrel show, which ran from 1958 to 1978 in the, on the BBC. So once again in the UK, so it hasn't been gone for long, as far as it being directly in front of the eyes of people but then you get into the the element of social media and how it took on different form once again and you see all these different media stars who have been in blackface and before you know it there's pictures of someone and they're like oh they've been in blackface before and these pictures just they get posted and it always gets Research and research, So that really shows you like the dark form Of blackface and how It never really dies And it's interesting because It's all rooted in the Fact that Black culture is The most profitable When it's not in the hands of black People And that's so disturbing It's like they like Watching black people being Depicted But they don't want to watch the black person themselves, which is why it was so famous in the 1830s. It's always been a famous thing in history. And it's always been something that people who are not black people like to do because the thrill of being able to borrow from the the essence of black fantasy, which you think being black is and just simply painting your skin and then being able to be like, Oh yes, I finally get to do something and be something that I always want to be. But I don't have to be this forever. And it's scary. It's scary. It's the true American horror story. It's the true American horror story. And like I said, it's not gone. It's just at times it's silenced and suppressed. But once again, it always gets blown back into the spotlight like for instance, on RuPaul's Drag Race, there was a queen who participated in blackface, and it had to be addressed on the show. And it's just like you would not never think and expect these things of people, but that's what it's always been in the media. And it's so det- it's ugh, ugh, it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. It makes me want to throw up in my mouth. But to potentially get the situation to be better, it's always. Nice to have conversations about these things and to not shy away from doing research on something because you don't learn the full story in school, mama. You never do. You never do. So, yeah, that was the history of blackface. Ooh, that's some scary shit. <laughs> that's some scary shit. So happy Halloween. That was <laughs> that was like your little spooky topic because all that mm. It's making my ears hot. So we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna go into Zach Excellence of the Week. exact excellence exact excellence of the week goes to the ceo of the mississippi food network which is mississippi's only food bank i think i believe and homeboy is amazing he has once again another person of color who is trailblazing and in mississippi at that so charles h beady is a man of great character he grew up in flint michigan He has a bachelor's in advertising. He has a master's in urban counseling. And then he has a doctorate in counselor education. And he got those at Michigan State University. He was the senior research scientist at the Institute of Urban Research at Morgan State and research affiliate at the Center of Social Organization of Schools at Johns Hopkins. So this is just the beginning of his track record. This man is obviously intelligent and just talented at what he does and everything that in every position that he takes. So after being offered the position of being CEO, he was interviewed and he said that he felt that this job had his name on it, figuratively and literally, and he always prayed for this particular type of job. So... Obviously, hunger is something that is once again the it shows you the true essence of fear and scariness in the world. And Mississippi is actually one of the hungriest states in the United. I think it is the hungriest state in America. So, so far, so hood will be partnering partnering with the Mississippi Food Network to donate three hundred meals to Mississippians, so we can get some people. That and we can help a little bit So I just wanted to give to the Mississippi Food Network And to Charles H. Beattie And if you need to donate I will also be Be sure to put a post on the Instagram So you can know where to go Donating to them Will really help Because one dollar can cover up to six meals So yeah It's just nice to be helpful Charles H. Beattie is an amazing man I really admire what he's doing down here in Mississippi So yeah Zach excellence for the week. This is a scary, scary world. And these are very scary times. So this is the perfect time to enjoy Halloween. And if you're blessed enough to have an amazing Halloween, go out and have an amazing Halloween. Give to others if you can and enjoy yourself. Watch some horror movies. Okay, kick your feet up. All right. You know what the motto is, but believe it or not. Next week is our season one finale. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great because just reflecting on this season and wrapping everything up and then getting ready for season two is going to be ecstatic. So thank you so much once again for tuning in to another episode. You can follow me at Zach underscore iconic underscore Thomas. You can follow the show at Instagram at so far so hit show. And if you have any questions, any concerns, you can email me at so far so show at gmail.com. Be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcast. And yeah, tune in with me next week for the season finale to make sure that your lives can stay so far, so hood. And be nice to people. But be be mean too. You gotta let them know. You gotta let them know. You gotta let them know. <laughs> so yeah, I'll see you next week. Well, I'll you'll hear me next week. How about that? Yeah. Don't miss the season finale. Don't miss it.